internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Work it, make it, do it. Makes us harder, better, faster, stronger. That, 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 that don't kill me. Can only make me stronger. I need you to hurry up now. Cause I can't wait much longer. I know I got to be right now. Cause I can't get much stronger. Man, I've been waiting all night now. That's how long I've been on ya. Alrighty, you're listening to Reality Sports on the Voice America Network. Of course, I've been waiting longer than all night. I've been waiting all week to get back to you, but it's always worth the wait, particularly when you're waiting here in the Valley. The weather is just so beautiful. It's, you know, it is definitely paradise. Welcome all those out there who've been listening and who've been waiting to hear what I have to say. And uh, I think I just want to start it off by, you know, staying on a positive note. And, and positive note I want to start off with is, uh, it looks like uh, the president has, uh, uh, you know, reached out to somebody in the world of football. He's actually reached out to uh, a great businessman, great leader over there at that Pittsburgh Steelers organization. Uh, big props to Fish, by the way, uh, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. But I, I guess uh, Mr. Rooney has been uh, tapped to be the U.S. ambassador to Ireland. And uh, I'm certainly sure he's deserving. Uh, he's been a good citizen to, to this country, uh, a good leader when it comes to business and the way he's handled his football team. Pittsburgh Steelers, one of the number one franchises in any sport. Uh, as a matter of fact, they certainly are uh, the team to be looked at when it comes to professional football, having more Super Bowl rings than any team in the history of the game. And congratulations, of course, to uh, Mr. Rooney. That, that's a family of which um, I remember growing up in Ohio and, you know, being a Browns fan and then being blessed to be a Browns player. I mean, it was extremely difficult to go into Pittsburgh and try to win a football game. Uh, you know, the terrible towel and, and just the terrible defenses that they would put up, terrible meaning good in this case, um, they were something that was just – you just couldn't score. You, you you couldn't win. You couldn't put points on the board. You got beat up when you walked out of that. Uh, for him uh, to be such a nice man, uh, he had a, a football team that was extremely aggressive, extremely physical, but they always set a great example, and uh, he sets a great example, and, and he should be commended for, uh, for the work he's done, uh, not only just putting together that football team, but just being a great citizen. And so... Like I said, I want to start off good, and that is something that, that's, that's good news. And um, I got some other good news, too, about in, in the world of football. Got my Forbes Billionaire Bus magazine, but my Forbes magazine, and for the first time, uh, I don't know if this is the first time that uh, a owner has been acknowledged or been on the Forbes list um, but I can tell you it's the first time that this owner has been on the Forbes list, and that's like Jeffrey Lloyd. Jeffrey Lloyd of the Philadelphia Eagles is one of the richest people in the world. He is a billionaire. Can you, can you say that again with a B, a billionaire? Jeffrey Lloyd, owner of the Philadelphia Eagles. And why did I bring that up? Because Dan doesn't have his job back yet. When is Dan going to get his job back? It was a Facebook. Come on. Dan helped you be a billionaire. 
How? Because this new technology, this new platform, this new medium that's out there where these social networks, when people can talk about either they love or they hate their teams. That's what Dan was doing. It wasn't personal. It's a game. It's a team. It didn't affect the business at all. You're a billionaire. Dan helped you become a billionaire. He's a season ticket holder. He goes to football games. Uh, I guess you are his boss, but it wasn't personal. He, he, he wasn't. Well, I guess he was talking about why in the world did you guys get rid of Doc and You know, Doc did have a lot to do with the success of the team. So maybe he talked about the way you ran your business and he took his check home. But come on, your football team is exempt from that. You're a billionaire. Give the man his job back. I said I wasn't going to give up on this. Anybody who's been listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network knows that until Dan gets his job back every week, I'm going to talk about Dan getting his job back. And Dan should get his job back sometime soon because I, I don't. this is something I don't want to do by myself. Pretty soon I'm going to give you guys a number because they're going to put the number up on the board and I'm going to be able to give it to you guys so you can call in and tell me that you too want Dan to get his job back. You know, and if, if, uh, if enough of us make a big enough stink, perhaps maybe we can help Dan get his job back. But, but Dan needs his job back. You know, it, it's tough out there in this economy. It, it's extremely tough. So... Let's see what we can do to continue to help Dan get his job back. I I think uh, there's enough of us out there. You know, times are, you know, pretty tough. And the last thing you want to do is to to lose your job because you're supporting your favorite team. It wasn't that he didn't like the team. He he loves the Philadelphia Eagles and he wants to see them do well. And, uh, you know, that was a bonehead mistake he made. Uh, but there's other people that make bonehead mistakes at all times, and, you know, it doesn't cost them their jobs. Somebody who I continue to, you know, shake my head and thinking, what the hell is he thinking, is Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler, again, somebody somebody has it all wrong out there. You know, it, there's been times where, you know, I've had – been in a position where I, I, I've stuck up for football players because sometimes they just make bonehead mistakes. Jay Cutler is making a bonehead mistake. I cannot stand up for him. Something's wrong with Jay. I, I don't know what it is, but emotionally he's got to get over it. Th- there comes a point in time in your life where you realize that, okay, maybe I do have some value that I just don't understand and I don't recognize. And, and that's all this is all about, Jay. You, you got to get over that. You, you can't become a cancer to that team. There was a young man that years ago when I had just retired from the game and I, and I talked to him. I think we were someplace, uh, I don't know, someplace in the park. I ran into him. First round draft pick. A great football player coming out of college a great football player coming out of college won awards that nobody had ever done this before and the player said something to me to the effect that he was having some problems with the coach and you know there was a it was a communication problem and he didn't like the way he was you know he and the coach the communication he just didn't like the way it was working it you know it was it was such a thing whereas I think it bothered him obviously it bothered him but he, he handled it in the wrong way. And I remember telling him at that time that what you have to understand in this game, in this sports, 
is that nobody is bigger than the game. The players are not bigger than the game. I think sometimes there's certain players who find themselves in a position that they're they're great players, and perhaps maybe they can they can take on uh, the type of personality that you know. Okay, I'm bigger than the game. I am the game, but you're not. If you think about it, currently, with the exception of maybe Kobe Bryant and LeBron James, there are very few people that are playing professional sports at the time that some of us believe they're the greatest to ever play their sport. So what that says to me, if you are not the greatest to ever play your sport, and even if you were or are currently the greatest to ever play your sport, there will come a time where your sport will have to survive. More importantly, it will survive. Without you, athletes come and go. The game remains. So, Jay, you got to get over that. You got to realize that what you're doing, you're really having a negative impact on your career. You're not helping yourself at all. You're hurting yourself. And you got to get you, you, you got to get over this. And, and why am I I'm harping on, on this on this Jay Cutler thing? It's because when you got a, a person like Jay who is a starting quarterback in the NFL. I mean, it's one of the most visible positions in the game. And when, when, when that position, that person in that position takes the kind of stance that he's taken, it affects the entire league. And whatever, however the results of this factor out, then they're going to affect how situations are dealt with everybody else. So either it's a good thing or a bad thing for the rest of the players. You, you are the quarterback. You are the leader. The way they handle you is the way they handle everybody else. Yeah, you're a very important part of that franchise, but you're not that franchise. Even when they put this tag on you called a franchise tag, that doesn't mean you're the franchise. That simply says to you that, okay, we recognize you have some value, and in order for us to you know, to hold on to you, we're going to put this tag on you, and in case you leave, there's going to be some compensation, but... You're not the franchise. And and you may even think that you're the face of the franchise. But the face of the franchise is the logo. <laughs> okay? The face of the franchise is the logo. It's not the player. So you got to get over it. The Chicago Bulls, the face of the Chicago Bulls is the logo. It's not Michael Jordan. It's the logo. Even Air Jordan. Think about it. That's Michael Jordan. But the face of the shoes is the logo of the paraphernalia of the clothes. It's the logo. It's not Michael. It's the logo. And so think about it, Jay. You, you got to get over this, man. You got to go out and play football. Plus, not only that, Jay, I, there's some ailments that you're dealing with. You're not the most physically fit individual. There could be some other teams out there that might not even want to take a chance on you because they don't know if your health is going to take a swing for the worst. So you've got a good situation in there in Denver. You've got a young head coach that wants to be successful. And the owners have taken the stance that they're going to stand behind him and not necessarily you. So, And I say that because I'm going to have some folks join me later. Uh, you know, from football university, hopefully I'm going to get a call from those folks, you know, and it, there's certain things out there that we call a shameless plug. Yeah. You know what a shameless plug, a plug is when you talk about something or somebody 
just to help them out because it may be some benefit to you down the line. Well, the benefit to me is that these people continue to do the great job that they're doing with young people. I'm talking about Football University, Doug Berman, the chairman of SportsLink, which is the parent company of Football University. Their organization just came into the city of Phoenix and did an outstanding job with about 170, 175 young men. And I'm going to be talking about that probably throughout this show because Jay Cutler is in a position of where these young men hope to go and hope to become at some point in time. And somebody has got to step in and show them and teach them the correct way to handle situations, even situations like the one that Jay is dealing with right now. And somebody is not informing him the right way and the proper way to handle the situation. I think I'm going to hear some music now because uh, that's what I have to do. I have to go to a commercial break. Whenever the music comes on, I hear the music. So I got to take that commercial break. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. I'll be right back after this message. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports so andy serling packed his bags left the city and is enjoying his temporary digs in saratoga but that won't stop us from bringing you playing to win the best online handicapping show for serious horse players catch andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of august on location from the beautiful saratoga race course he and his guests are some of the best in the biz they bring you new insights to making money and they tell it like it is i'm three five one in this race but the three is very much the one to be we're going to completely disagree on this race i absolutely disagree her, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you. Every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. 
your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Right, we're back. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. And, of course, uh, before we went to break, of course, I was talking a little bit uh, about the Jay Cutler situation. And, you know, as athletes, you're considered role models. I've always said this about professional athletes, that the only role I want you to play in my son's life or any other kid's life is to show them how to be a professional at your sport. Other than that, they've got parents and they've got family members to take care of that. In a situation like what's happening now with Jay Cutler, many times, what again, what the young players do is they watch and they listen and they try to emulate what other players do. This stance of which I think Jay's taken about trade me because of the fact that you considered trading me or that my name was bought up in a trade, I think is a bad example of what you should show young players in terms of how they should handle things. Let me give you a great example of how young players should be influenced and can be influenced by an example of professional players. This weekend, Phoenix, Arizona, football university came into this city and put on a clinic, a teaching clinic, none other than I've ever seen in my life. Now, again, you got to understand there's certain things that in my life that I consider myself, I've been extremely blessed and fortunate to have. And one of them is a perspective about the game of football. After all, I'm born and raised in the city of Canton, Ohio. The greatest football players that ever played the game are bought into that town every year and inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. The high school campus looks like a Division Three. You know, university. I mean, the facilities are second to none when it comes to a high school facility. And we've always had those. I went from there on to the Ohio State University. Of course, facilities second to none. I was drafted by the Philadelphia Eagles and finished my career with the Cleveland Browns. So I pretty much thought that when it came to football, that I had pretty much seen it all. But I I saw something new. As far as I'm concerned, you know, the bar has been raised. The bar has been raised when it comes to those people who are in the business of training and teaching young men how to play the game of football. And the reason why it's been raised, because this company out there, Football University, in my mind, I don't know this. But as I said before, you know, I got a chance to meet Doug Berman and, and then also director of football, Bill Renner, and also, you know, Chris, I think Chris's name is uh, Dabronski, and Chris is probably enjoying, uh, you know, St. Valentine's Day today, having a good time, because he deserves to go out there and, you know, have a good time, because he was working his butt off, (laughs) you know, so, uh, but I just want to say, these guys put on a clinic, like I've never seen before. I mean, they they have professional athletes. You know, shout out Andre Rise and Blair Thomas. Oh, man, I mean, uh, uh, there was other guys there, too. Carl Hairston, of course, was there. Irv Eatman was there. Uh, Phil McCockney was there. You know, and, 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 and Bill Renner, uh, who's the director of operations, also a former pro athlete. Now, there's not too many times 
as a young man that you have the opportunity to spend time with a pro football player and for him to give you instructions. You know, very few people are privileged to have private instructors. And then very few people are privileged to go into a camp environment. And if you do, or a clinic environment, or a teaching environment, and if you do, you only get a couple minutes with these people. That's not the way they run this operation. They run this operation like it's pro football. You sit in a classroom, and before you go out, you're taught, just like you are in pros and in college, you're taught, you know, we're going to run some pass patterns. Here's how I want the pass patterns run. We're going to play some defenses. You know, here's, you know, how I want you to play this defense. Uh, I'm going to go out and show you some fundamentals uh, in terms of how you line up, how you get in the stands, how you run a route, how you throw a ball. We're going to capture you on film. We're going to go back and we're going to look at that film. We're going to assess what you did right, what you did wrong. I'm going to critique it from a professional perspective, from somebody who's been successful at the highest level. And I'm going to take the time out to individually teach you. The bar has been raised. It, it, I, I've been to camps. I've been to clinics. I've been to uh, instructional environments. Most of the time, you get a couple players there. You get a couple players there. You know, guys, when we haven't seen each other, a lot of times we just want to have a good time. We want to laugh. We want to have fun. We don't have a whole lot of time, really, to be teaching somebody. Huh? Not this place. Not a football university. You know, so when you see that All-American game that's on sometimes in December, I think it is, a lot of those guys have participated. They've been through those clinics, those teaching environments. But I just want to you know, throw my hat out there and just say to those guys that, okay. And and in particular, there was a, a gentleman who said to me, Ray, you've got to go out and take a look at this. I know you think you've seen it all. But Brett Cooper, Brett said, Ray, you got to go take a look at this. Look at how we run these clinics. See how much hands-on involvement there really is. And then come back and tell me what you think. And I was impressed. I was impressed. They've done a tremendous job. They continue to do it. And I, I think they, they, they travel all over the country. So I would say this, and I, I, I normally, again, I, my opinion as a professional athlete is extremely important to me. It's like a lot of guys out there, you know, we have opinions. Some people have devalued their opinions. You know, you know they just give you opinion about anything. All, right, all a man has is his word. I'm saying to those people out there who listen to this, if you've, you know, can afford it. If you can't afford it, you make a sacrifice. Right now, my opinion is this. During the recession, there's things that as parents, what we do is we cut out for ourselves. We cut back for our kids. We don't cut our kids out. You can't cut your kids out. But you can cut out things for yourself. You can cut back on things for your children. This is one of those things that you find a way to make it happen. If you've got a young man that's an athlete and it's a, a one-time, lifetime experience and you want to save it up and send, send him to three camps. You want to send him to one. And this is, a, this is a clinic, a teaching clinic. I tell you to go ahead and bite the bullet and send him here. Cause he'll, and again, it's my, it's my professional opinion. I've assessed those other people out there that, that say they do the same thing. Well, nope, you don't. You try. Do you do it as well as these people do it? No, you don't. You just don't. That's it. 
That's my opinion. But my opinion and my opinion is valuable. So it's not one of those things where I sit on this. I'm getting off of this and I'm telling you the truth. Football University. Go to their website. Google them. Find out where they're at. Find out when they're going to be, as they say, in a theater near you, when they're going to be in a stadium near you. Get your son there. Let them teach you. It's one of those things whereas there are many times I don't entrust my kids with just anybody. But I'll tell you what, this is one of those things where you can always tell how a person really feels about something. Would you recommend your son to go there? Would you recommend your daughter to go there? Would you recommend your parents to go there? Would you go there yourself? No, not yourself. Because sometimes you'll do some things for you just to try it. But you only want the best for those that are near and dear to you. This is the best. So football university, check it out. Now, you know, talking about some football, you know, in the news, you know, for some reason or another, I don't know what it is. I, I guess it's just a thing where, you know, athletes, I guess we always stay in the news. It's not always good. It's not always, you know, the best. But there's always things happening. Um, again, I said until, you know, somebody has, uh, you know, told us that we should give up. You know, I continue. Wanna, I want to pray for the for the Cooper family and and the other young men that were lost in that accident, the boating accident. Um, but um, I just want to continue to pray for them. But there were some other things going on in football. There were some guys off the field, one guy in particular, and I'm not going to throw names out there, you know, drinking or something, got himself in trouble, and, okay, no longer an NFL player. It, this is your dream. This is something that you worked your entire life for. I'm not going to mention you by name because, you know, I don't it, I don't care what the name is. I don't care what position you play. How do you get a chance to fulfill your lifetime dream? And then you do some bonehead stuff like break, you know, whatever the requirements of your probation are and end up losing your NFL career. I just I, for the life of me, I don't understand how that could possibly happen. This is something that as a kid, you just prayed and you wished and you hoped and you dreamed and you worked so damn hard for and you achieved it. And then a couple drinks. First of all, doing some other stuff. You should have never been doing some drugs. And you lose that. Again, I'm going to go back to who is teaching, who is influencing. Bad decisions. Bad decisions can cost you everything. Your lifetime dreams. Bad decisions. Now, I want to talk about a young man with a Rolls Royce. Again, you know, name not important, although we all know the name. You know, let's just hope and pray that, again, no alcohol involved. No drugs involved. Let's just hope it was an accident. First of all, you know, I want to take time out to say praying for the family that lost their loved one. But, uh, you know, 59 years on the earth is not a long time uh, to be hit by a car. I can only Im imagine, you know, how traumatized just seeing it happen. You know, you know, th that's a, a terrible way to go. Uh, a, a little boy ran in front of my car the other day and I was like, oh, I just prayed. It's so glad I didn't hit him. But again, another football player, I hope and pray that it was just an accident that he wasn't under the influence because again, we get these bad, bad, bad reputations through the media, <laughs> the media. Wow. 
Am I part of that? Nah, I don't want to claim that. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. Of course, I'm going to take a break. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and I'll be right back after this. Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely despise especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine-horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. I can take care of myself. I can make a peanut butter sandwich. I can brush my teeth and I can give myself a bath. I can walk home alone from school. I can pick dinner from the trash behind the deli. I can watch the baby for the whole weekend. I can keep a baseball bat by my bed just in case there's trouble. Don't worry about me. I can take care of myself. If you're in jail, who'll be there to take care of your family? Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference Most Valuable Player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Okay, we're back. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. And, of course, I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. And, uh, you know, before we went to break there, you know, I, I just, it just, it just bothers me. It just, it just bothers me whenever you have a situation where there are many people out there that think, you know, athletes are spoiled and, and uh, they're not really responsible. They're not great role models. And, and they take the small things that happen to ordinary people 
but they put athletes on a pedestal. So therefore, when that happens, whenever they're in the media and it's something negative, it's always magnified. And so, uh, you know, the fact that the person was, you know, hit by a car. And again, I talked about an athlete, you know, having an accident where a person was killed. You know, it wasn't just a car. It was a Bentley or it was a Rolls Royce, you know. That's not important. You know, the the fact of the matter that the person uh, was struck by an automobile and now he is uh, deceased. And, of course, there's a, a grieving family and my heart goes out to that grieving family. But, again, just hate to hear uh, when there's an athlete involved in any kind of situation like that. Because, again, it just sheds a negative light and uh, and you have those um, electronic I don't know what you want to call them, but they're blogs and and people just say the meanest things. And it's just not a time for that. It's a time to actually try to grieve for that family or let that family grieve. And uh, it's a time for athletes to to, to realize, you know, if you weren't under the influence, thank you. You know, if you were, I guess, to the fullest extent of the law, extent of the law, they're going to they're going to prosecute the person. And uh, I just want to say that. So. You know, I, it's it's that time of the year. It's draft time, you know, and uh, when it's draft time, you know, the NFL, of course, is making some decisions and making some moves. And uh, there are some some very good free agents that are still out there. And because of the fact that those free agents are still out there, I'm assuming that everybody thinks that, uh, you know, they're going to fulfill the needs of their teams uh, through the draft. And, and, you know, that's a good way to do it. That's what the Steelers do. The Steelers, we got to give them credit. The Steelers, they, they do a great job of uh, building their team through the draft. And, I mean, one of the reasons why I am so impressed with the Steelers is I get a chance to talk to uh, Kelvin Fisher many times. And uh, Kelvin Fisher, of course, is a scout with the Pittsburgh Steelers, has his second, will soon receive his second Super Bowl ring. And, uh, you know, share some inside perspective with me just about the whole drafting scenario, the scouting. And uh, they probably have it down to a science and done a very, very good job. But it's that time now. And uh, it looks like, um, you know, some things are, are going to change. Uh, looks like there's a new a new leader when it comes to. Uh, the NFL Players Associations, the executive director, looks like uh, Mr. Smith has been tabbed to come in. And uh, I believe it's DeMarie Smith. Uh, but he is, uh, he's got some big shoes to fill. You know, uh, big in a couple different ways. It was a big man, Gene Upshaw, uh, of course, who is uh, uh, now deceased and uh has uh, been replaced. Uh, the position has been fulfilled by uh, Mr. Smith. He's an attorney, a litigator uh, from Patton Boggs. Everybody knows uh, about that big firm down in uh, their heavyweights down on, on Capitol Hill. In case you don't know that, they are heavyweights when it comes to politics. And um, I think he also, you know, done some things for the uh, um, for a number of people, for the Bar Association, I think he's been involved in that. Uh, something, you know, as it pertains to the, um, I guess the, uh, 
something to do with the attorney general's office. But either either way, uh, this man has been thrust into a position of confusion uh, because he, he's been on the outside looking in and he's about to step into a situation. It is probably one of uh, at this particular time, you know, one of the uh, most crucial positions he's probably ever taken on in his lifetime because there's a collective bargaining agreement that needs to be taken care of. And the last thing we need is an NFL strike. So I believe we got one of our good friends on the line with us, G Cobb. G Cobb, of course, is out of the Philadelphia area. G Cobb is going to be here on the Voice America Network with us with G Cobb in the house. G, you there? How you doing? Man, I'm doing outstanding, man. I, uh, you know, I think if you just a little bit more. Uh, if I could turn up the volume there, I could hear him a little bit more. But, gee, let me ask you this. Uh, many people thought that uh, that perhaps maybe Troy, uh, Troy was going to get that position uh, as the executive director of the Players Association, and, uh, and he didn't get it. Well, you know, they did a great job, I thought, of uh, really they, they just dirtied him, you know, they – they put out rumors. They put out innuendo. Oh, I think we may be having a little technical difficulties. Hey, we hey G, we're having a little technical difficulty there hearing you. Um, can you okay. repeat that again? Okay. What, what happened was, you know, they, they dirtied them up. You know, they, they put out rumors. They put out uh, enough information about him to make him sound real bad. They, they talked about something that happened at his wife's company and how uh, a gentleman had gotten in trouble that Troy didn't even know. And basically, the people at the NFL Players Association office, they knew that if Troy was elected, he was going to clean house. So their basic thing was they didn't care who was elected as the executive director. Anybody other than Troy Benson was going to give them a a chance to at least save their job. So that's why I got so much dirt slinging. They had something in the paper every week on Troy, something else to, to muddy and dirty him up for, let's say, the last two months leading up to that election. And you got to give them credit. They, they were successful. Uh, they kept him out of the executive director spot. Okay, so, so what you're saying, G, is that Troy Vinson, obviously, I mean, and this, believe it or not, if people want to accept it or not, this was politics at its truest form. This was a campaign, and you're saying that these people on the other side in the Smith camp ran a smear campaign in order to beat Troy. No, no, I'm not saying that. See, Demora Smith wasn't necessarily in the camp. Okay. The, what, what he was, he was, a, he was just another part. But what I'm saying is the people in the NFL Players Association office now, meaning uh, the gentleman that was running things, all the people that were in there under uh, Gene Upshaw did not want Troy Benson to be elected because he felt at, at, at the NFL Players Association office they had abandoned what they were put there to do. They really weren't representing the players anymore. They had turned it into nothing but a business that were dealing in trading cards and dealing in the uh, huge uh, sums of money coming from the, the computer games and that they really didn't care about you know, the mundane issues of being a union. Uh, they were a big business. Uh, those of you that don't know, I mean, Gene Upshaw in his last year took almost $7 million home. 
I mean, and he, he got an over $2 million signing bonus. And see, that's what, uh, you know, Troy Benton wanted to change some of those things. We'll see, we'll see what DeMora Smith does. Hey, we'll but G, what, G, let me say this to you. Let me ask this question. Wouldn't you think that regardless of who came into that office, knowing what the circumstances were of the previous administration, I'm going to call it, wouldn't they want a clean house anyway? Uh, not, not, but, but they wouldn't. See, Troy Benson made the mistake of letting everybody know what he was going to do. He should have just held his peace and not said that he was going to eliminate everybody there. Um, now, Demora Smith may do the same thing because clearly, uh, you know, some of the salaries are exorbitant there at the office. Um, and... Uh, you know, once he looks at it, that he's going. You know, he, he doesn't have any allegiance to the people there, so he could clean house uh, also. But they don't know what he's going to do. They knew what Troy was going to do because see, Troy had worked in there in the office, and he had let it be known that he was disgusted at the way things were being done down there, and so he wanted to make some changes. So they, uh, you know, they put out enough. You know, they did enough uh, homework put out enough things on Troy, nothing really totally stuck that they can prove, but they put out enough dirt to where it dirtied them up enough to where uh, he had to basically, you know, he, he wasn't going to win. Well, gee, again, I, I, I was an advocate of those who probably on the side of not in favor of the way Gene was running the show down there at, on the hill in dc i i wasn't happy with the way things were being run i also didn't think that the younger players the current players understood that what retired players were trying to get them to understand was that we are speaking from experience we're in the shoes that you will be in you know 10 15 years down the road so we're trying to bring to the attention to you how bad things are so you can improve them now we were on we we understood that those people there were not necessarily receptive to what the voice we had had to say so we were hoping that whoever came in would clean house now i understand it perhaps maybe troy went about it and he should not have said that he was going to clean house but unless a person comes in now and cleans house we as retired players and the current players probably will want to get rid of that person too because the desire I believe is to not go according to the old guard but to change and improve things. Well, you know, I, I think just from hearing DeMora Smith talk for a few minutes, uh, I think he's open to definitely making some changes. Uh, I don't know, like, like I said, I don't know if he'll totally clean house but he clearly is going to change the direction. One of the things he said, I heard him say which was uh, appointed. Hey, G, uh, you got to hold on. To, hey, G, hold on to that thought for a second, because when we get music, that means we got to take a break. You know that. You're a veteran, man. You got to do it, too, in a few weeks. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm going to take a break. G Cobb will be in the house with me when we come back. internet flagship station for sports voice america sports 
So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely despise her, especially at 1-2. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine-horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. I'm Lori Tucker with FedEx. Did you know that one in eight babies is born prematurely and more newborns die from premature birth than any other cause? Well, solutions are within our grasp. Together with the March of Dimes, we can find the causes of premature birth and help moms have healthy, full-term babies. Join the March of Dimes and FedEx by signing the petition for preemies at marchadimes.com slash petition. Hey, football fans, are you ready for an intelligent discussion about the Buffalo Bills and the National Football League? Are you tired of listening to talk show hosts that have never played football? Instead of answering your questions, they prefer to listen to themselves. And when they don't like what you're saying, they just cut you off. Well, that won't happen on the Jeff Nixon Sports Report. Keep it clean, stay relatively calm and rational, and the discussion will flow well. Join Jeff Nixon Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. school to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports all right we're back it is the rail of sports on the voice america network uh, i got my good friend g cobb in the house with me here and we were talking a little bit about of course what's happening with the players association and the new executive director uh, shout out to Anthony Lewis, AT and T. Uh, but uh, go ahead, G. Now you, you know I'm not sure, G, that you know this is not going to be the same old thing. You think we got a man coming in here now who is going to turn this organization around? It, there is going to be the muddy waters that exist between the retired players and the current players. Uh, he's going to be able to come in, and I believe they're even thinking about uh, bringing in. Um, you know, uh, the good doctor Dungy, Tony Dungy, to come in and perhaps maybe be a liaison between the, the players, the current players, and and the NFL. But he may he probably would serve better to be, you know, somebody who is the liaison between the retired players and and the current players. I think that's a better role for Tony Dungy. But have you heard the thing about perhaps maybe reaching out to Tony Dungy? Oh yes, I, I heard about that and. Um I can see what they're doing. Uh, what uh, DeMora Smith is trying to do is, with all the players getting in trouble, uh, he's going to have a voice like Tony Dungy, basically, to counsel these guys, and they will end up being able to get a little bit more slack 
because you've got a guy like Tony Dungy with his reputation involved. So I think that's what DeMora Smith is talking about. But, uh, you know, uh, just before the break, I was talking about the fact that DeMora Smith is going to do some different uh, functions. He's going to do some different uh, – they're not going to be fundraisers, but there's going to be a part of the NFL Players Association that is going to raise money for former players. They're going to have a fund of monies for former players and they're going to, uh, in some, some area of the business that they're already doing, is going to go to former players because he said that he feels that that is something that is part of the union business, that they should be taking care of players and taking care of players after they're finished and everything. So that clearly is something that, you know, you never heard Gene Upshaw say anything like that. So that's why I say that it, it, it does seem like he's changing direction now. How far he's going to go, I, I really don't know the guy. I can't say. But clearly, he's already talking a different tone than Gene did. Because uh, Gene was basically saying, you know, I mean, I represent the guys that are playing now. I don't represent the guys that, did, that played before. So yeah, the uh, only there reason, is a change there. Yeah, the only reason why Gene felt that way, you know, was because he never really lived a life of a retired player. I mean, a man made, you know, in one year probably more money than he made his entire career that he played. So I can certainly understand that. But but let me let me move forward then uh, with this relationship. Uh, and it has to be a relationship between Goodell and Mr. Smith. How do you think that's going to work out? Well, you know, it's going to be combative to an extent. I mean, they're both going to be cordial, and they seem like the kind of people that are only going to battle when they've got to battle. But other than that, they're going to be very cordial to each other. They've already had a conversation. Uh, DeMora Smith called uh, Roger Goodell. They had a conversation. It really did, wasn't, uh, didn't get into any substance issues. But they started off, and uh, as I said, very cordial. But this is going to be a big war. Because right now, Ray, you know, what you're talking about is uh, you've got a pie of however many billions of dollars. And depending on how the negotiation goes on, uh, in the in the next year or two, uh, they're going to decide. They're going to divide, you know, uh, billions and billions of dollars. So it's going to be contentious. There are going to be some fights, but uh, you know that's just the way it's going to be, and uh, we'll see how it works out. But you know, there's so much going on, and I can see also where Demar Smith is already talking about some way or another. He wants to lessen the power of Roger Goodell to just go in and impose suspensions without any argument from the player. Basically, if a player gets in any kind of trouble, Roger Goodell could just swoop in and suspend him for however long he deems necessary. And he thinks that's too much power for a commissioner to have. Well, not only that, not only does he think, and and I agree with him, but I think legally also as well is what's very interesting is this man from a legal perspective will be able to weigh in on it because after all, he's an attorney. And, and he, so he knows what legal rights that the player should have as, as, as much so as any other human being. You know, there's a collective bargain agreement of which, you know, this whole collective bargaining thing agreement is, 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 is exempt from many of the normal everyday uh, negotiations or, or commitments or agreements that the average person, you know, commits to. Uh, but he certainly will probably dig into it and legally look at what rights do these players have. And and I think the fact that we have an attorney in this position, I do think that is some benefit to the players. Well, I, I can tell you this, Ray. Uh, one one big thing 
And one of the reasons that DeMora Smith is the executive director is because of his relationship uh, with the, the current attorney general, Eric, Eric Holder. He has a relationship with him. They had worked side by side, you know, at the, the firm you had previously mentioned. Pat and Boggs, yep. He also has a relationship with the current president, uh, Barack Obama. So uh, he thinks, and I think he played that card uh, when he was addressing the players, is that he's going to make it a point to say that he can involve and, and, and get Congress involved uh, in what is going on with the relationship between the players and, and, uh, and the, uh, the NFL, and he thinks he can bring you know that to bear, that which will help them in the future. And I don't know that it will. We will see. But clearly, he used that in running for office, and it, and it helped him. Well, I, I, I'm, I believe that the right man got the job. I believe what this Mr. Smith should do is, as he stated that he was going to consider, and even I think he's taken a couple steps, is to meet with those people of which he, you know, campaigned against and can, and, and to reach out and see if they're interested in having a vo- some involvement with the Players Association because there's no doubt I think that football people need to be around him. I think he needs to surround himself with with former players. And, of course, the, the current players are involved. But I think if he does that, he then will will win over many players. And I think by bringing in people like Tony Dungy and, again, former, other former players that have respect from current and former players, I think that will, you know, make his job a lot easier. I also believe that, I mean, this man is just not an employee at Patent Box. From what I understand, he's a partner, a very powerful, probably one of the most powerful uh, lobbying law firms in D.C. So, you know, he's got a lot of connections. But when we show up on Capitol Hill to fight and argue about uh, benefits as as former players, it's good to know that we have a couple friends sitting on the other side, you know, of, of, of the platform that are interested in hearing and respecting, you know, what you have to say and have a sensitive ear because you got owners. The owners aren't losing anything. I don't know if you're aware, but, you know, Jeffrey Laurie showed up for the first time in the Billionaires Club in, in Forbes magazine today. Oh, no, I, I, I'm aware of it. Uh, I knew that uh, last week. In fact, uh, on my website, uh, gcob.com, uh, we, I wrote an article on it. I think it was uh, the last Thursday. I uh, uh, wrote an article about him appearing for the first time on you know, he's uh, like, I think, 701 on the list. He's tied for 701. And it's because of the, uh, you know, the lucrativeness of the NFL. I mean, the NFL has made billions of dollars for quite a few owners. So there's no doubt that uh, this could be huge and very high stakes, uh, the next contract negotiation between the NFL Players Association and uh, the uh, NFL owners. Now, you know it's about money. You, you, you know it's going to be all about money. And I think the players are getting someplace close to 60% of the gross. Oh, wow, I can't believe that music. That music a little bit too early. It's too early. We can't end the show. <laughs> I'm sorry, G. When you hear that music, that means it's time for the show to end. It's been a great show. I appreciate you being on with me. That's G. Cobb from G. Cobb in the House, who will be here on the Voice America Network in a few weeks. You've been listening to Rail of Sports, of course, on the Voice America Network. I hate to say this, but as always, I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. I got to go.